Today feels like one of those days where I just want to sleep in a little bit longer. Now, any other time, well, at least as of lately, I am awake before the sun even comes up. And I could get my affirmations and mantras in and get my coffee and my water. And if I choose to podcast, I do. If I choose not to, I don't. But today, I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed until about 9 o'clock. And I bless God that I have that type of opportunity to not get out of bed until whenever. And I bless God a second time because I thought about what it was I wanted to cook. And I thought about what was in my deep freezer. And I said to myself, really don't even need to go to the supermarket. As if I didn't just come from that specialty supermarket. But I bless God. I bless God. I bless God for it. I had been stockpiling for a while and... I learned recently that you got to bring the stuff from the back of the stockpile to the front of the stockpile and replenish the stockpile. So I feel like I have all this extra food (laughs) and water. And I feel that way because they've You know, they didn't default on a debt ceiling. They extended it for two years. So I'm thinking we're not going to have any type of, like, real food shortage at least for another two years. Or perhaps it could just be, you know, where I live at. And I say that because I have seen people in certain states and cities go into different supermarkets and record how, you know, there was nothing on the shelves. And then recently with the whole situation with Ron DeSantis and the migrant laws, bills, and and the migrants leaving, the truckers joined them and they decided to go on a strike. A lot of the stores uh, in Florida that I'm aware of had empty shelves. So, somebody had introduced an amendment to that bill. Um, It got approved, which was really freaking quick. And now there's a law that says if you go on strike while you're on the job, the company can sue you. So they want to force people to work. None of it would have happened if Ron D. Satan didn't do what he did. So now there's this whole thing that's circulated in all types of articles and different newspapers, you know, digital newspapers, where they're saying, oh, we know that we made a mistake. The bill was just to scare you. We really didn't mean it. We're going to get somebody to explain it to you. Come back. We need the community to tell their people to come back. And I thought, how freaking narcissistic is that? 
First of all, you're lying. You're lying. You just, because you was the same ones that voted for that bill. Y'all voted for it. Y'all voted for that law. You voted against yourself, knowing that the migrants played a big part in the economy. And you fucked around and you found out. How much money you lose when they take their gift skills and talents someplace else. Secondly, you're disrespectful for paying them $10 an hour. You're disrespectful. Then the audacity and the unmitigated gall you have to say come back and you don't even extend an apology. You're not mentioning anything about amending that bill You're not mentioning anything about paying them more per hour. You're not saying anything like this. Oh, we made a mistake. We didn't mean it that way. It was just to scare you. Come back. So you want to tell the people, don't believe the law and come back and risk getting arrested, going to jail, and then being deported? So ignore the law that you voted for? That was against your own self? Now everybody sees that when people complain and say, oh, you're taking the jobs, they're taking our jobs. The jobs was available. Number one, you didn't want it from the beginning. And number two, you couldn't work those jobs anyway. There's been a plethora of documentaries and videos going around where the farmers are saying they don't work as efficiently. They don't know how to do the work. Their bodies are worn down. They're not as healthy. They just can't do the job. And as soon as they take a lunch, they want to go home. I don't think anybody will ever say again, the migrants are taking their jobs. You don't want them and you can't do them. Americans don't want those jobs. The migrants are doing the jobs that black slaves used to do. And we're not even trying to, no, Mm -mm. we're not going on the field. Mm -mm. And I've always said it's disrespectful for a person that does a, a hard job to get paid such a little bit of money. Hard workers are not paid appropriately. Home health days are not paid appropriately. Those who are tilling the fields are not paid appropriately. The women used to sew and be seamstress and so forth and so on. The Koreans come into this country and they own 
um, a cleaners where they tailor clothes and stuff like that. Old slave people used to do those type of jobs. Wash clothes and iron and, and sew. Well, the article that came out made my day. Florida had fucked around and found out, and they should let other states should let that be an example to them. But I've come to learn that even with 2020 happening, how the doomsday food preppers were prepping and you know they was had the survival skills if you had to live in a forest or in the mountains and the conspiracy theorists about there being a plot, a hidden agenda against citizens and the Christians with saying that they hear from God and this is what thus saith the Lord and the prophetic dreams and all of that stuff came out. 2020, that was an eye-opener. But here we are three years later from 2020 and people's eyes are still wide shut. Open, wide, shut. That's their eyes. Their eyes are open, but they're closed. There's still going to be some people that won't learn a single thing. When other states should learn, let that be, let Florida be an example. Some won't, some will. It's a craziness. So anyhow, that wasn't what I came on a podcast for. I was thinking when I had opened up my windows, um, for the part of New York that I'm in with everything going on in Canada, it just looks like it's going to rain. It's not like this orange sky. It just looks like it's going to rain. And it's a little chilly. And I'm, I'm quite surprised at how chilly it feels when we're in June. So, besides me feeling like I want to sleep a little bit longer, or not sleep, but stay in bed a little bit longer, I was thinking about everything that has happened and everything that is happening and everything that's going to happen. And I was thinking about the South Node in Libra. That's going to be in effect in a couple of weeks, and that's going to stay until January of 2025. And we know that, <coughs> excuse me, the people, you know, at the top, never let a good crisis go to waste. And the South Node in Libra, it actually is a crisis. Remember that article that came out in Psychology Today that went viral where it said the rise of single lonely men and how that was a crisis. And then it was a man, of course I don't remember his name, he wrote a book prior to that as he saw it coming, he was like an economist 
and he wrote a book prior to that and he saw it coming how there was going to be more single men and how that's an actual crisis and he did interview after interview explaining how men's minds work and what that does to their ego and their self-esteem by just by being single which made a little bit of sense to me because there's this whole thing that men was doing like 20 years ago which was a gaslighting thing they were telling women oh if you don't settle down and get a man you going to die single and lonely with cats like that was a threat but they was trying to scare women into wanting them and accepting what they came with and what they came with was a bunch of bullshit this is why women they wanted to get out of their marriage because they were being physically and sexually abused and they couldn't get out of those marriages because they didn't have the money to financially support their children and they didn't want to be a burden to somebody else in their family so they stayed in the marriage that they did not want to be in but once world war ii happened and a lot of the men lost their lives in that war Countries needed workers for the industrial era. So they started employing women to have workers, and then they changed the laws. So women were able to work because there was a shortage of workers. Women were able to get a driver's license to get a car so they could have transportation, you know, for the child care and to get back and forth to work. Women were... um, allowed to get bank accounts and encouraged to invest some of their pay into savings and Roth IRA and the 401k. So once women became a little more financially independent, they were not forced into being abused physically and sexually. They were not forced into oppression, suppression, and control. I said it before, I'll say it again. Nobody likes how it feels, black or white, male or female, to be oppressed, controlled, and to have their choice taken away from them. So then you had the era where older women was encouraging the younger generation to have their own money. In the event that something (coughs) goes wrong, they could move around freely. They forgot a part. And they forgot to tell the women younger than them what type of man to, to marry. And how to carry themselves to make it easy for a man to choose to marry them. They forgot that part. They know the answer. They just didn't mention that part. 
I remember meeting an older Italian woman. She was like 90 years old. I called her my Italian grandma. And she said, oh, men stink. They just stink. Don't get married. They just stink. (laughs) But as it turns out, they weren't too far-fetched from what they were saying. Because there's a huge number of Caucasian women that are coming out and saying it wasn't worth being married. They're telling why it wasn't worth it. How much more work they had to do. They labored in their marriage and they were stressed and they couldn't have breaks While a man was able, the husband was able to put on his clothes and go fishing for the weekend with his friends. While she had to deal with the three kids and order five kids, however many they had. Some of those women had ten. I don't know how they gave birth ten times, but God bless them. They weren't that far-fetched. And even Gen X and even millennials that are parents, they noticed the same thing that the silent generation was saying and what the baby boomers were saying, which is you have more work to do once you have children within the marriage. And what you get back from your hard labor, they've said it's not worth it, but we've noticed it. We see it. That's why you have a lot of women now who are in their 20s saying, I knew from when I was a child not to have any children. Something told me don't do it. I've decided not to have any children. 22 years old, I've decided not to have any children. And it makes sense to say, we can't afford, my husband and I can't afford to have any children. Everything is so expensive that I have to work. He doesn't make enough. And I don't want to be at home all day anyway. So I'm thinking about all of these things, and I'm thinking about the South Node in Libra. And I'm thinking about the laws that have been passed in the still of the night, where the government is trying to separate the parents from the children. There's things coming up about child protective services. They're trying to put clergy in schools and the two don't belong together. California then passed that law if you're 12 years old and you feel you want to go into a foster care, they can just take the child and without the parent's permission or knowledge. There's been this thing going on where it seemed like they want to separate 
Father from son, mother from daughter, parents from children. And which I've discovered that this is part of the South Node in Libra. It's Libra. Libra is relationships overall. That includes with your children. It includes marriages. It includes relationships. It includes business partnerships. It includes homes where you have two and three family houses. Now they got the houses for one person. A one bedroom house. Separating people. Then you have Elon Musk with his Neuralink. Then we have, and I read this article, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. So, a man named Sam Altman has created some type of technology, right? So you can't buy like the cryptocurrency or like a digital token. He designed it in a way that only miners can get access to this type of digital currency when they mine, right? Other than that, you can't get it. And what this thing is, let me see. Where's the website? World coin. It has something to do with digital ID, but with your eyes. Here it is. Here's the website. The global economy belongs to everyone. WorldCoin is building the world's largest identity and financial network as a public utility, giving ownership to everyone. We aim to create universal access to the global economy regardless of country or background, accelerating the transition to an economic future that welcomes and benefits every person on the planet. They have almost 2 million signups for this. Uh, how it works is a world ID. Digital identity that proves you as a real and unique person while fully protecting your privacy, which is a lie. WorldCoin is the first token to globally and freely distribute it to people for both utility and future governance just for being a unique individual. That's gaslighting. The World app enables payment, purchases, and transfers globally using the WorldCoin token, digital assets, and traditional currencies. WorldCoin is an open-source protocol supported by a global community of developers, individuals, economists, and technologists committed to expanding participation in and access to the global economy. The World Coin Foundation is the steward and will support and grow the World Coin community until it becomes self-sufficient.
Tools for Humanity helped launch WorldCoin and currently serve as advisors to the foundation <coughs> and operation, excuse me, of the World App. Currently in beta, the WorldCoin expects to launch in the first half of 2023. It did not launch in 2023. If you have Twitter, you can find them on Twitter. And if you have LinkedIn, you can find this on LinkedIn. So what they're doing is it's like they're eliminating the barriers that we typically have when it comes to states and countries, right? That president and that prime minister is the head over there. And then you have, you know, your lobbyists and your governors and your mayors and so forth and so on, right? That's what separates everything. But this Altman person, this Sam Altman person just created something that's going to eliminate those borders. That's going towards what the conspiracy theorists and the Christians said God told them about a one world order, right? Or a, a NWO, no borders, making it all one. You're taking away culture. You're taking away identity. You're taking away people's lineage and history. You're making it. You're creating an atmosphere where family is not needed. They're fostering an atmosphere where family is not needed. They've created artificial wombs. And you can go on YouTube and put in human sleeves. And you can see what it is that I'm talking about. You're creating artificial wombs and you're going to sell it as Oh, there's people that can't get pregnant for various reasons. They want to have children. Now, with this advanced technology, you're able to pay X amount of money and you can get this baby. That's controlling the population. So how do you stop people from procreating? Damage a man's semen? and damage a woman's womb through medicine, food, and water, and the air for that matter. There was someone who said they had a relative that was a part of the military and the relative talked about the different biochemical weapons that was targeted towards specific ethnicities and specific genders. And the person said it was interesting to see how they narrowed it down the way that they did. This is a crisis.
and it's very concerning. But what's being fostered right now is leading up to what's to come. And when I think about no borders, I remember when, not too long ago, Title 48 was ending. And you got to think about Saturn and Pisces. And the element for Pisces is water. Water has no borders. There's no limits with Pisces or the element of water. That's why three million people crossed the border before Title 48 had ended. There was no limit. So what's going to happen when Pluto enters Pisces? Because we're going to have Pluto in Aquarius starting 2024 for 20 years. Then after that, Pluto goes into Pisces. So what's going to happen when we have years and, matter of fact, decades of no borders? And then we're dealing with spirituality and the 12th house and angels, and ancestors, and God. And Kinesis gifts, and prophetic gifts. What's going to happen when there's no borders? That's like saying zero fucks are given. When I look at Gen A, Alpha, Gen Alpha, the oldest one is said to to be 13 years old. Zero fucks are given. Gen Alpha comes after Gen Z. Gen Z, they don't give a fuck. It's almost like there's no real... They There are emotions, but when it comes to wrongdoing, injustices, they don't give a fuck. And Gen Alpha is uh, uh, like, mag- <coughs> excuse me, magnified Gen Z. You see these honey badger children picking up animals and animals is comfortable with them. Only the honey badgers, Gen Alpha, (laughs) seem to be doing that. When it comes to anybody else, the animals is attacking them. Whales is swallowing them up and all kind of stuff. Buffaloes is knocking people down. But the honey badgers, you're trying to figure out how they pick up a groundhog. Where'd you get the snake from, child? They have no fear. What happens when Pluto goes into Pisces, 
and there's no fear. There's a detachment, like void of emotions. Well, void of the emotion of fear. What happens? The South Node in Libra is a prerequisite for Pluto in Pisces. And I think that's an understatement. When you have a generation of people that zero fucks are given and they don't have that emotion of fear, what happens? So what's being curated right now in the society of the good old United States of America is detachment. When you remove parents from their children, where is the love? You become a bit cold-hearted. When you separate marriages and relationships, where is the love? You become a bit cold-hearted. Where will the world be with no love on the planet? It seems like there's a conditioning happening for there to not be any love. To be detached, to be cold-hearted and cold-blooded. What happens when the military men don't have the emotion of love? What happens when the army do not have the emotion of love? What happens when divine feminine energy, women, do not have the emotion of love? What happens? And this won't only be the United States. The, like the planet is in Pluto in Aquarius and soon Pluto in Pisces. What happens when your world leaders do not have the emotion of love. And then there's no, no border. There's no line. People are not drawing the line and saying, okay, this is going too far for there to be zero fucks given.
women need to give birth, those that want to, because it helps with the emotion of love and bonding. Men need to see their child being born because it helps them with the emotion of love and bonding. Children, for some men, is their reason to live. It's their reason to be a better person and to do right. It's their reason to be motivated with ambition. If people don't have pets, because pets are holistic, they're part of holistic health. And having pets help with the emotion of love and bonding. That's why you see people treating their pets like a baby. It's a God-given human nature for people to have love. What happens when there's none on the planet? The detachment that's being conditioned is a crisis. The North Node in Libra, I'm sorry, the South Node in Libra with the Great Divorce It's a crisis. It's actually a crisis. I don't think everybody needs to be in a relationship. I don't think everybody need to be married. I don't think everybody needs to have children. Because there's more to life than centering a spouse. Life has more to offer. Life has more to give. Life is not over when you're single. But there needs to be some people on the planet (laughs) that wants to be married and wants to be parents that wants to be family-oriented, needs to be that way. Something is wrong when you destroy families strategically. Something is wrong when you cause division in families. It's a target on families. And then they're conditioning people to be by themselves. We had the lockdown in 2020. That went a bunch of different ways. People learned that the person that they was married to, they shouldn't be married to them. They got a divorce. They learned that they really didn't like the person. Some people learned that you have to love your spouse and like them at the same time. Because some days you won't love your spouse, but you still like them, which will keep you in the marriage. 
Then other days, you'll, you know, you won't like your spouse, but you know that you love them. And that'll keep you in the marriage. But when neither is there, people learn that, oh, my God, my kids are a bunch. They're, they're a lot of work. This is like hectic. This is like there's no school. I got a homeschool. And now I understand what teachers are going through and how hard their job is. And they should be paid more money and they should get more time off. This is too much. Oh, my God. And some people that were alone, they enjoyed it. There were some people I said that didn't have any kids and they weren't married. And they were all over social media saying, "How y'all used to tease me for not wanting to be married and not having any kids. Now y'all stuck with y'all spouse and y'all kids. Sucks to be you. I thought that was <laughs> fucked up. But that was funny at the same time. Now, I bet you wish you was in my position. How y'all feeling? <laughs> They're so janky. <laughs> I want a bunch of different ways, but that was, you know, the conditioning of being by yourself. Then we got the single family house, the one bedroom single family house. So further say, be alone, be by yourself, and you're not really interacting with people, you can lose a sense of togetherness, a sense of love, that interconnectedness, that bonding. You lose out on a bit of it. Some people are perfectly fine being introverts. They don't mind. Leave them in a cabin by the lake for a month by themselves with some food and Wi-Fi, maybe some books and a pet, they fine. They are fine. They're like, that's the best vacation ever. But I came on to say, nevertheless, that this South Node in Libra, I'm actually concerned about it. Not enough for me to get into a relationship. I'm good. But I am concerned about it, nevertheless. And I'm more so concerned about it because I I know a little bit about what this is going to bring with Pluto and Pisces. No boundaries when it comes to zero fucks are given. Detachment and not having a healthy sense of fear. So I don't give a fuck. And do what? Please. I don't give a fuck. It's going to be a time when it comes to these, you know, people at the top. And I'm quite sure they're preparing for it. I'm quite sure they know it's coming. Even if they don't have a personal astrologist. You're just paying attention to the economy and to politics and religion and what's going on. And you critically think for yourself. You can see this coming down the turnpike. No fear. And a huge problem. I thank you guys for spending about 45 minutes with me. 
I don't have a solution at this time about what can be done, but adults can figure things out for themselves. Until next time, you guys. Shalom.